What is democracy? Do you enjoy the same rights as the white people do in America? Or are you rather treated over there as second-class second citizens? Can you get a seat in a theater where white people sit? Can you even ride in the South in the same streetcar with white people? And how about the law? Is lynching and the most horrible cruelties connected therewith a lawful proceeding in a democratic country? Now all this is entirely different in Germany. Colored people have mighty fine positions in business in Berlin and other German cities. Why then fight the Germans? You have been made the tool of the egotistic rich in America, and there is nothing in the whole game for you but broken bones, horrible wounds, or death. To carry the gun in service of America is not an honor, but a shame. Throw it away and come over to the German line, and you will find friends who will help you along. Hello there, and welcome to the Watchmen Watchers, a podcast covering HBO's Watchmen, brought to you by the Fan Critical Network. Um, now, typically, we'd be giving our thoughts of this episode as the Three Minute Men, mm. um, but unbelievably, after one episode, <laughs> um, Len, our host, uh, has let us down, He's um, bailed, and he? he can't can't join us. He can't join us this week, um, but uh, Gaz down in Australia, I think you might know what he's up to. I have some idea, yes. Um, let's just say... Oh, do you want to be... elaborate? Or... Well, yeah, he will be joining us next week um, oh. from a different yeah. location, and you're going to be the one Zimbabwe on your own. <laughs> no, but it's funny, because he was in Rwanda <laughs> sort of six months ago, Um but True. so that's yeah, less ridiculous than it sounds. Um, yeah, no, he sort of he's he's stuck true to his name um, as a minute man, and he has gone to blow his load in one minute. Um, <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. So a lucky woman. We won't name her, but um, no. she doesn't listen anyway. She doesn't exist as a bird. Yeah, well, there you go. Mm. Um, so anyway, um, this is a Watchmen podcast rather than just taking the piss out of Len. Um, and uh, so it's it's just the two minute men. Yeah. I knew <laughs> this you were going to make that so, joke. I like it. It's yeah, yeah. It's better in a way. Uh, so that's happened. It is better. It yeah. is better in a way. Yeah. Um, we're going to be discussing episode two, titled "Martial Feats of Comanche Horsemanship." Mm. So, rolls off the tongue, catchy. doesn't it? It's catchy. Um, yeah, yeah. I I do I like these um, over elaborate titles. Actually, I'm, I'm enjoying them. Um, mm. I did a bit of research into what the the name is about. I don't. Oh, I was hoping you had done. <laughs> have Have you not? No, look, I I obviously know anyway. I'm not, I'm a big uh, George Caitlin fan. So. Oh, okay, all right. Well done. Well done. Um, <laughs> uh, would you like me to share my findings? Yeah, yeah, please do. So the title is based off the name of a painting called Comanche Feats of mm. Martial Horsemanship. So just a slight reworking of yeah. that, uh, which, as you say, mm. is a is a painting by George. I believe it's Catelyn, actually, but who knows? Um, well, I call him Caitlin. So, oh right, okay, yep. Um, so George Catlin, um, and the painting does make an appearance in the episode. It, it, uh, it's in, it's in Judd's house, uh, during his sort of, uh, well, was that like an unofficial funeral, like a gathering, a morning Weird, wasn't it? party? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was kind of like a wake without the funeral. Oh uh, yeah. A wake without the funeral. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, weird. Better, better in a way. Yeah, mm. yeah. Fuck the funeral. Let's <laughs> go to the wake. <laughs> I'm glad you've done done some research there. Um, uh, to be honest, I'm impressed with that. That's all I've done. That's it, is it? Yeah. 
Good. Good. Um, okay, well, look, you're supposed to be the fucking Shonley. You should know nothing about this, to be honest. Well, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't think that extended to 19th century art. I, I thought I was allowed to have an interest in that. But... Right, well, well, don't next time. No yes, art. So, episode two, uh, what did you think of it? And also, for any new listeners, please explain the Blueberry system. Sure, yeah. Well, um, so I will tell you what I thought uh, after I've explained it, because the, the, the Blueberry system is a complex beast. Um, it's not. It's very mm. simple. It's a scale of zero to five blueberries that we rate all of our consumed media upon. Um, zero blueberries yep. being terrible and five blueberries being <laughs> exemplary. Um and there are no halves. You can't halve a blueberry. Um, I mean, it's been proven that you can halve a blueberry, but we choose to ignore you, you that. You can't be dumb. Yeah, can't be <laughs> dumb. Um, so, uh, us three-minute men gave it uh, high scores last uh, last yeah. episode. I think I think you and I gave both gave it fives. Um, Correct. Uh, and Len, <laughs> Len, Len, the hype man, Leonard. Uh, only gave it four for some reason, but that's fine. Mm. Um, he's entitled yep. to his opinion. Um, this episode mm. pretty much picked up and carried the torch in the same vein. I I, I really enjoyed it. I saw a um, like a little quote about about this show um, that I thought I'd share. Uh, somebody described yep. it as um, every scene is a little gift, and I thought that's actually perfect that's exactly how i feel about it because i'm always excited about a new scene in this in this show because mm. there's there's always yeah. there's always something new that you learn in it and like that could be it's, it's so varied like you could learn something about the politics of the world or you learn yeah. more about the characters or the history of the world or the technology that exists or what the weather is it, like there's always something <laughs> new um and and i, I I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, this episode kind of filled in a lot of the gaps, maybe, from last episode, but I'm not sure it projected the story as much as it could have. It's a really minor mm. criticism, to be honest, because it, the the episode still filled in a lot of stuff that I wanted filled in. Um, yeah. But I'm going to give it four bloobs this week. Yeah, that's uh, that's fair. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'm not going to labour the point. I'm, I'm also going to give it four bloobs. Um, I thought it was uh, a lot slower than last week. Mm. Um, I think at points it's it's almost trying too hard. Um, and I, I don't want to be kind of overly critical of, of the episode because, I mean, there are lots of great references. Well, we are um, fan critical, so... Go ahead. Well, yeah, so there you go. Um, the newspaper vendor um, in particular, I mean, that is great. Um, and I'll I'll talk more about that in um, in Comic Corner. Mm. But um, there's loads of little parallels between um, old characters and new. So uh, Rorschach um, and Looking Glass um, yeah. sitting at home, kind of eating with their mask on sort of disconnected from kind of reality in a way like are they playing a character or or is or, or is that them um yeah you've got red scare uh the <laughs> the soviet fella budget flash um yeah budget flash and also a budget comedian because he's very similar in the way that he antagonizes a crowd uh later on and pretty much starts a riot mm. um so uh, the other thing I would say is the, um, and this is more a question for you actually, Gaz, but uh, the American hero story yeah. that we have, um, that we've now seen in, in both episodes. Um, in the comics, there's, uh, there's a story um, that's basically a kid reading a comic, um, and it's called Tales of the Black Freighter. Oh, yeah. Um, and in that world... Um, I'm sure you're familiar, but in that world, uh, pirates 
are kind of like this foreign thing because obviously you're not going to have a comic book about a superhero because they're just normal people would be fucking dull yeah so um so that's a kind of uh, just an ongoing story throughout the Watchmen comics someone reading a comic in a comic it's really weird but do you think they're gonna do a similar sort of thing with American Hero Story and just have that series play out throughout this series as as a story within a story oh I hope so because the the scene that we saw from the American Hero Story that was that was fucking cool that was really cool <laughs> it was really um, good I, I loved that so much um, as you were saying that, though, I was worried. So I hope that's the case, and I. But I'm a little bit worried that maybe the Ozymandias stuff is is that, you know, and because I really want I really want that story to to converge with the with the main story. Um, mm. I think it will, but. Now I now you've got me worried that that the Ozymandias stuff might might be the well, black freight black freight is it um of the yeah tales of the black freighter yeah um it might be the black maybe yeah I don't know but yeah let's hope it's American hero story because that I would love to see love to see more of that more like yeah yeah stylized nineteen twenties mm. violence yeah that would be cool. Uh, and again, we'll talk more about that in uh, in Comic Corner. Um, but uh, but before Comic Corner and before the plot and before lots of silliness, uh, we're going to have a little advert break. Mm. We are no one. We are everyone, and we are invisible. Hello there. Yep, you've uh, you've reached the advert section of our podcast um, this is where we plug our other stuff um, the first thing I'm going to talk about is our Castle Rock coverage over at Castle Rock Critical mm. um, it's really good, I'm actually not in it um, <laughs> so if you're hating my voice, um, switch over to that uh, do listen to the end of this at least because um, that would be slightly unfair Well, yeah do because I'm still going to be in this episode so you can always just listen to my dulcet tones there you go. Yeah, I'll try and just not say anything for the rest Probably of it. Probably for the best. Um, but look, Castle Rock started. Um, really good start for for Castle Rock. It's been it's been a surprisingly excellent start, I would say. Mm. Um, yeah, we're yeah. loving it. Yeah, um, we've also covered Joker recently. Mm. Um, a little bit of a, a little bit more of a serious uh, podcast that one. Ironic. Um, well, yeah. So that's what I meant that in a way. Um, definitely didn't. Um, we will go back to doing the worst of Netflix um, yeah. at some point where me and Gaz cover the worst films that we can find on Netflix. Um, what's up next, Gaz? Tales of the Monsters from the Deep kind of thing. No. Oh. Humanoids of the Deep. <laughs> How silly of me. Um, yes. Yep. Good. I'm glad you're buzzing for that. Jesus Christ. It's supposed to be an advert, for God's sake. Do you want to at least tell our listeners about our Patreon? Sure, I can probably do that with some assistance. Um, we do have a Patreon. Um, so if you would like to support us, please head on over to patreon.com forward slash fancritical. Um, we mm. have a number of tiers available for levels of support, uh, starting from five, uh, $5 redos. No, sorry, five regular dollars. Five dollar dues, yeah. Um, five actual dollars, <laughs> um, which gives you access to our cast it episodes, um, mm. which is just some excellent bonus content. I would say where we we replace Bloody hilarious the cast of many beloved and not beloved TV shows and movies um, to hilarious results, obviously, uh, all the way through to mm. sixty dollars, where you actually get to be on a podcast with us um madness yeah but we have had that um utter madness yeah we have had that yeah benji was good benjamin benji came and did a, a walking <laughs> dead um and it was excellent so you can always have that option yeah. available to you and many options available in between as well good all right well that seems like enough plugging okay um 
So thanks for that, and now we go back to the plot of The Watchmen Episode 2. I guess we have ourselves a reckoning. Right, so uh, the episode begins, um, and we're in World War One. Mm. Uh, the German propaganda machine uh, is basically, I guess, targeting uh, black American soldiers with uh, anti-American sentiment. Um, I think the the line used is, "Do you enjoy the same rights as the white people do in America?" Mm. Um, we see propaganda falling from the skies. Um, one of the soldiers um, that picks up one of the letters uh, is the father of the little boy um, who, you know, spoiler warning, ends up being the old man. Uh, Will Billy. is his name. Uh, old, old Billy old man, hmm. um, which makes him 105 years old. And he, and he says this later on in the episode, um, yeah. which is mental. Yeah, he's quite old. Another thing, uh, yeah, very old, very old. Um, another thing to note, uh, the lady who translates the letters for the German soldier. Um, so she's referenced, uh, and I, I, look, I might be wrong, I'm not German for God's sakes, but um, she's referenced as, I think it's Madame Fraulen, which I'm not sure if that's a, a name or whether or not that's a, a Ms or whatever. Yeah. But it is worth noting that the second time that name is used in this episode uh, is when they reference Hooded Justice. So that's is there any links there, Gaz? Good. That's really good. I love that. It's weird, isn't it? Um, you'd have thought... It can't be an accident. Yeah, you'd have thought that's deliberate. I, I like that a lot. Mm. Actually, just quickly, on these, like, on this flashback... Um, that's mm. one thing I love is, like, it's not, it doesn't, it's not really necessary to give us the backstory of how these letters came to be, is it? And who typed it up? Or it doesn't seem necessary mm. at this point. Maybe maybe it will be. But I love it. I love yeah. that they have that. It just adds to the, the world. Um, just deepens your understanding. Very cool. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, the, uh, the campaign. So once more, like uh, the massacre in Tulsa, which is a real-life event, mm. Um, this is obviously this was a a real life German tactic. propaganda tactic, wasn't it? Mm. I mean, it makes sense, doesn't it? Because uh, as we see, as um, as Will's dad is reading the letter, it gets spat on by white American guy, um, just to just to hammer home the point. Yeah, mm. bit on the nose, isn't it? Well, I think it is cheek actually. <laughs> Why is that funny? Spitting on him. That's terrible, that. No, don't laugh. Anyway. Um, over... <laughs> um, so we then cut back to Angela, who um, is arresting uh, Will. Hmm. Um, decides to uh, to take him to the bakery uh, and interrogate him. Yeah. Um, now, typically, if you take an old person, certainly one that's 105 years old, to a bakery, they love that. So what was she thinking? Yeah, yeah. He'd love that. Going to reward you. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so she takes him to the bakery. Um, uh, she then takes a moment to break down at the death um, of her of her captain, her mentor. Hmm. Um, now, I have a couple of questions, Gaz. Go on. Uh, why do you think her instinct is to take him to the bakery rather than? Just straight to the police station. Um, because she is, she doesn't believe that he did it because he's um, ninety. Little fella in a wheelchair. Yeah, and she thinks that he's ninety. He's actually one hundred and five. Looks good for his age. Um, Looking very good for his age. And she wants to, she wants to find out more. Whereas if if he takes a, mm. if she takes takes him to the station, he's just going to be interrogated and sent off or whatever whereas um beat up yeah or beat, beat <laughs> don't beat him up um 
she can take him <laughs> to the bakery. It's a nice private place where nobody is going to interrupt. And mm. um, she can ask some questions, find out some more information. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, that's the plan. Cool. The second question I have, is this good acting from Regina King? Because I, I like Regina. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. Is it good acting, though? It's a you, bit weird. Do you mean when she breaks down? Yeah, she yeah. starts like, banging the fence. Yeah, I, I didn't like it, but I think maybe it, it was just a bit too guttural for me. Um, mm. Yeah, it, I, I didn't love it. I actually had that same thought, but then I feel like some people will say that's just, it's really powerful because it's so, it's so raw, but I, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't rate it personally i found it a bit jarring yeah yeah terrible no it's not terrible but um right so there's a bit of banter um <laughs> and this is yeah, a little bit of banter she's like you've just killed my friend for god's sake um but no so there's a bit of banter um he is a cheeky he chap. claims to be he is very cheeky he claims to be dr manhattan <laughs> yeah and she's like well you don't have a blue willy and he's like well you know have a look um he cl- <laughs> claims to have psychic powers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah? But is he, and this is a bit of a mad one, actually, is he hooded justice? <gasps> mm. Maybe. Because, you know, let, let's look at the evidence so far, and this is a very bold thing to say, you know, 20 minutes into <laughs> a podcast, um, two episodes into the season. But so he's his colour scheme his little jacket is exactly the same, like right. the purple and black and reddy thing that he wears. He's 105. Mm-hmm. Now, Hooded Justice, uh, if he was still alive and they make a reference to the fact that the body that they find of him could not be him. Uh, so Hooded Justice looks very similar, obviously, to Bass Reeves. Oh, that guy. Yeah, okay. So he looked very similar to Hooded Justice. Now... I, I've got a sneaky feeling that the reason he's in a chair is because he doesn't want to be obviously running around like a big strong man. <laughs> um, I think I think he's hooded justice. Okay, I, I well, is hooded justice like is he black? Because in the in the um, American hero story, like that's hooded justice, right? Yeah, he's just a big white guy, isn't he? But yeah. I, I guess the point is, it's a dramatized show. It's not. They haven't got actual footage. They, they're just casting the guy that they think was the guy. Yeah. Okay. But then wouldn't... Uh, yeah. I mean, I hope. That that would be really cool, I reckon. I'd love that. There's so, there's, there's so many parallels that I think that could be the case. Look, it's a bold move. Um, and if Len was here, he'd be like, oh, that's interesting. I don't think it's true, but that's interesting. And he'd move on. And but... he'd say, put a pin in that and we'll come back to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then in four episodes' time, when it happens, he'd be like, yeah, you know, I said that as well, in a way. Yeah, does that all um, the time. Yeah, annoying, isn't it? But anyway, there's also a, a, a little phrase from uh, from Little Fella. He says... I'm hooded justice. Uh, <laughs> he says uh, that Judd has skeletons in the closet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and he... Yeah, I mean, I'd like to say he literally does. I mean, he doesn't have any skeletons, but, well, you know, we find out later on, you know, we won't go on to it just yet. I think we've already referenced it, but mm. it turns out to be true, doesn't it? Yeah, it certainly does. Um, mm. He has metaphorical skeletons in his literal closet. So moving on, um, speaking of Judd, uh, his body's been discovered. Um, so Angela goes down and... Has a chat with Looking Glass. Oh man, um, I love him so much. Now, except he's great, isn't he? There is one <laughs> bit that I don't like. There's one bit that you don't like. Yeah. And what's that? Then why am I crying under here? <laughs> what's wrong with that? It's just a weird line, isn't it? Like, yeah, it is a bit weird. Uh, but you know what? Yeah. He might not even mean it. He might just be like, you know, I need to. I need to be nice about this. You know, we all got along with him, didn't we? Yeah. And so, and bearing in mind that comes after he gives Angela the rundown of his injuries. Yeah. Now, this is absolutely brutal. Yeah. I mean, 
where is his tact? <laughs> Just say he was all right. Nah, now, I've got to read out what he says. Okay. In his accent? No, I'm not doing that for Canel. I have complaints. <laughs> but he basically says uh, intramuscular hemorrhage, uh, fractured laryngeal skeleton, and uh, literature marks are all consistent with violent asphyxiation. Both his palms got rope burns, he's got fibres in his fingernails, he was alive the whole time until he wasn't. <laughs> Why are you saying that? Well, you know, that's that's the world they live in, isn't it? And he's that kind of guy. He's just very matter-of-fact. Well, yeah. Um, and obviously afterwards, he uh, there's a little bit of a suggested interrogation of, of Angela. Yeah, a little bit. She's not happy with that. No. <laughs> yeah. No. And that's when he says that weird line about crying under his uh, under his hood. Yeah. But before before that can go any further, um, we get some scumbag journalist uh, just crashes down onto their car. Yeah. Um, in like, I guess a little nod to Mothman. He's like, he's a little moth, isn't he? Uh, yeah. His little buzzy wings. Yeah. And they all start falling out of the sky. I mean, what's going on here? <laughs> um, Red scare. Yeah. Our Soviet friend, um, who's so far the worst actor in the show. But anyway, so Red Scare. But it's uh, hard to tell because he's got he's got his his Soviet accent, so it sort of disguises. Yeah, poor that's accent. true. Yeah, he might be English. Yeah. So he gives the journo, that's what we call him here in the UK. Uh, he gives him a beating, uh, which is pretty funny. Um, they then cut Judd down, uh, and as they're cutting him down, she hugs his. I mean, to be honest, he's cold and smelly body. Yeah. Now, why is that happening? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. It's Rank, isn't it? This, uh, he, his, his body was already in a bit of a state of decay when she first found mm. him, and then this is yeah. hours later. He'd be squishy. Yeah. Nah. Nah. No huggy. No huggy, please. No huggy for you, please. Um, but anyway, so. We get the flashback to White Knight. Um, mm. Talk to me, Gaz. What would you think of this scene? This was this was really cool um, and mm. devastating. I can't believe it happened on Christmas. That's best day of the year. Brutal, isn't it? Um, but yeah, a good example of again how how cool Angela is um, dealing with the intruders. Uh, I, I like this. Um, I really like her relationship with Cal her husband um they're a really cool couple aren't <laughs> they like cuz he's he's like he's a big boy he's a big strong boy and like but she's the the sort of the real protector of the family which mm. is is a nice bit yep. of um kind of stereotypical role reversal um yeah and flip the script yeah but there is a thing that happened here that I'm I'm sure you noticed, but I, I'm just I'm wondering. Um, obviously, she really cleverly takes out the intruder um, with a knife. Yep, cleverly. Yep, yep, <laughs> cleverly with a knife in the neck. Yep. That's clever. Um, <laughs> but then, before she can do anything, she gets shot by a second intruder, and mm. that second intruder is looming over her with a shotgun, ready to go. And she passes out and then wakes up in the hospital. Nobody mentions anything about that second intruder afterwards. Mm. So <clears throat> who was the second intruder and how significant is that going to be? I'm I'm making an early claim that might look ridiculous for for, for Judd. No, yeah, I mean, why not? Yeah. yeah. There's definitely something dodgy about him. Yeah. Um, do you know who I think it is? Uh, Cal, her husband, who did justice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think it's who did uh, who did justice. Stop saying everyone's um, no, who did I, justice. I think. Um, well, I tell you who's who did justice. Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> it would just be such a confusing podcast, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, so, no, I, th- I think um, I think Judd's a good shout there. Yeah. I have to say. Um, just coming back to uh, the beginning of this scene. Mm. So. Did you... Uh, oh, actually, at the beginning of this podcast, you said um, every every scene feels like like a small gift. Yeah. Yeah? You said you like that. I do. 
Well, I'll tell you what I prefer. I prefer one big present. Do you? Now, yeah, no. I prefer one big present because I know that's going to be one really good thing as opposed to loads of small shit things that are just going to go straight in the bottom drawer. Yeah. So you can imagine my frustration <laughs> when I don't get to know what the big present was for Cal. Yeah. <laughs> like... That is so annoying. That is annoying. I I was having <laughs> when she woke up in the hospital. I was like, "We're not going to find out what that gift was, are we?" <laughs> I, do you know yeah. what I reckon it might have been? Really annoying. Do you know what I think? Go on. Um, speculation, Go on. but I think maybe it was like a, <laughs> a a toy or like a teddy bear or something that said like, "We're having a baby" or something. Oh, that'd be sad. Yeah. I do, as That'd I said it, I realised how how depressing a thought that yeah. was. That is so sad. <laughs> do you know what I thought it would have been? A PlayStation Four um, hooded justice. <laughs> 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 Hello, I'm hooded justice. What are you doing in there? Um, but anyway, so uh, we go to the go to the hospital. Angela awakes and Judd sitting there. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, actually, no. Um, there's one more thing I wanted to discuss, and uh, I'm surprised you didn't mention it, Gaz, because um, you are you're a, a very good one for picking out great bits of sound oh, yeah. in a scene. So the way they slow the music down to heighten the tension yeah. um, was really cool. That- uh, I read one article that suggested um, that it's supposed to signify kind of how heightened your senses are at you know at dangerous moments like you know uh when they say that your life flashes before your eyes and blah 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 and like sudden moments of panic and death i thought that was really cool yeah yeah that that was great um yeah santa baby has never sounded so sinister <laughs> so hurry down the chimney. Oh, God. Like, oh Jesus. Yeah. yeah. I hope that big present's a new fucking CD player. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. So, so anyway, back to the hospital. Angela and Judd. Judd tells Angela about the coordinated attack. Um,. They're on a first name basis, so you can see this is kind of like the beginning of the strengthening of their trust and relationship. Yeah. Um, he tells Angela that her friend and partner mm. Doyle, um, him and his wife are killed. Yeah. Um, and we learn that that's where her kids, um, the white kids that really confused Len last week, he could not get his head around that. Yeah, it was like, how does that work? So it turns out that they're um, her dead friend's kids. Yeah. Which is very sad. It is. But at least at least we found out that she didn't name Topher Topher. Um, <laughs> so she can't be blamed yeah. for that. There's then a bit where uh, she decides not to quit the police force, which is, I guess, the beginning of this uh, vigilanteism, the mast police once more um he says to her look you know you've been shot your friend's dead you're now gonna have to look after these annoying kids <laughs> it's okay to cry um and she says maybe later yeah um which is a bit of a weird placement for that to happen because we've already seen her break down when judd is killed it feels like that's in the wrong order yeah weird isn't it didn't need it. I don't need all the explicit referencing to, oh, yeah, look how in control of their emotions they are. It's like, mm. just yeah. don't don't keep telling us that you're, you're hard. Just show us. <laughs> oh, you're hard. Well, don't say that. She's just been shot. <laughs> so <laughs> we then go to Nixonville. Yeah. Um, uh, Actually, before we go to Nixonville, uh, Red Scare, uh, he has a little line. I'm not sure whether or not this is good or shit, so I'm going to let you decide. Okay. So Red Scare, um, when Angela is like, look, you know, we shouldn't just start beating people up for no reason. Jesus, we're supposed to be police, for God's sake. 
And Red Scare says, You don't want to beat shit out of these fucks? You? She loves beating the shit out of these fucks. Mm. Now, is that good? Uh, let's check on the shitometer. Um, ding, 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 <laughs> ding. It is good. It's a good line. It's funny. Oh. It's a bit funny. Okay, fair enough. It's a bit funny. A bit funny. I'm surprised with that. Yeah. You've let yourself down. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, so in Nixonville, uh, as I've referenced earlier, so Red Scare, he makes a complete hash of it. Um causes a neuron riot again uh, as i've said before very comedian-esque mm-hmm. um causes a neuron riot positions the police as like this kind of violent gestapo yeah. um and again kind of blurring the lines between good and bad particularly if we go back to the beginning of the episode and you've obviously got um the germans and them manipulating the the black american soldiers um, it's just further. It's just furthering the idea that you know no one in this show is really good or bad, um, apart from that really bad person. But we won't talk about them yet. And the really good one. So, <laughs> well, regardless of whether or not they're good or bad, there's one guy, and he gets the absolute shit beaten out of him by oh Angela. God. Yeah, I mean. That's killed him, surely. It, you can't take a beating like that on the floor. I think he's alive. I mean, he was still moving, I think, yeah. but... Um, yeah, well, she's obviously taking out... She's taking taking her anger out on that guy and that yeah. poor guy alone. <laughs> yeah. He, he didn't even have anything to do with it. <laughs> he was coming to show them the way. Oh, hey, guys, yeah. if you just turned... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A big Redford fan. Yeah. So Angela uh, then goes back to her car. She's got she's got a little mug in tow. Earlier on, she um, conveniently uh, put the little mug away, covered in, absolutely smothered um, in DNA <laughs> from Will. Because you know, old people yeah. they've got they've got extra DNA. It's just constantly dribbling DNA all over their chest and That's food and cakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very slurpy people. <laughs> slurpy so people. she heads to the uh, she heads to the Greenwood Centre for Cultural Heritage, um, which I, I'm assuming is is kind of dedicated to the Tulsa massacre and apparently to comp- to compensate those affected by it. Mm-hmm. It's cool this place. I like it. All the holograms. Yeah, do you though? Yeah, I do. Yeah, do you like it though? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, oh, you, I you're it. one of those protesters out the front. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lots of anti-Redford sentiment outside. Yeah. Boo, yeah. boo, boo, Red Scare. <laughs> um, now, I guess the problem I have with this, not the centre itself, is very well put together, very smart. But it's obviously there to, to further the kind of discovery of the true identity of Will. Yeah which we then really go into later on. But I just didn't really like the scene. I thought it was a bit... I thought it was quite weak, to be honest. Very on the nose. Like, the convenience to have a, a centre that you can just walk in with someone's DNA and go, right, is is this my family member? It's just like, oh, what's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, oh, you agree with that? Yeah. yeah. I, I thought you'd like the centre. I know, you've just talked me out of it. I bloody ate it. Yeah, boo. <laughs> Do you want a sign? So, <laughs> so Angela goes home and she's confronted by what we assume to be like the kid's grandfather, maybe? Yeah. Biological grandfather? Yeah. Um, she writes him a cheque <laughs> and, and it goes away. And that's yeah. just the end of the scene. What's the point in that? Oh, he's just a dick, isn't he? He's, he's just a dick. No, oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe just have Cal go. Oh, yeah, you know their biological grandfather's round earlier. So <laughs> I just gave him a couple of dollary dues, and he's used it to subscribe to Fan Critical's <laughs> Patreon. So, yeah. Yeah? yeah. So anyway, so the kids are playing uh, with Cal, and we get references to pirates, which is as we've touched on earlier. The Black um, Freighter. Yeah, so a reference to Tales of the Black Freighter. 
Mm. The other kid um, is called Al. <laughs> so, that, I mean, that pretty much does what it says on the tin. Yep. Um, Angela goes upstairs. Toffer's, or Topher, sorry. <laughs> Toffer. Toffer. That's a Toffer. better name. Toffer's a better name. It is better. Yeah. 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 Um, so she tells Topher about the death of Judd. Um, he takes it fairly well. Well, uh, and the reason he takes it fairly well, well, I mean, before he smashes his floating castle, <laughs> um, he basically says that he expects every police officer to die. Yeah, basically, and that's not a threat. He's not threatening anyone. <laughs> that's just an expectation. All based policemen on his, uh... will die. <laughs> Probably, I imagine. Yeah, For natural causes. Yeah, yeah. And do you know what? Um, Topher, that's a weird name. Is that really his name? Because he could be Hooded Justice. No, he's not Hooded Justice. <laughs> you know that floating castle? <laughs> yeah, yeah, could be. Yeah. So he's a depressing little fella, isn't he? Y- yeah, I mean, yeah, he really is. He's clearly got emotional issues like we saw that in episode one when he just <laughs> flew across the room to not literally flew um to beat up that, oh that'd be fucking hell yeah. he is hooded justice <laughs> to beat up that guy um yeah and in this one when his reaction is sort of all over the place he's like yeah okay he's not my uncle anyway and then he's clearly really angry <laughs> about it and then he's like don't tell the other two i'll deal with it tomorrow so like, all right what's... yeah I'll deal with it tomorrow. I'm just busy building this uh, floating castle. And then smashing it. Yeah. 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 Well, very similar to another person, but we'll touch on that later. So he then says, can I watch American Hero Story? Um, She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's watching it, apparently. Mm. Um, It has the most long-winded advisory tag at the beginning. Yeah. um, Which is hilarious. Um, And I assume it's supposed to be like a commentary of like an overly liberal America under Robert Redford. Yeah, exactly. Like over sensitizing. The irony is literally everyone is watching it. So, so who cares? Mm. So we then get that scene that you mentioned earlier, hooded justice. Um, he absolutely batters some guys, Do you destroys them. This guy, hooded <clears throat> justice is hooded justice. Yep. <laughs> Well, that would annoy me because it would be too on the nose, to be honest. Um, so he he, uh, he batters these guys, and uh, and again, we'll we'll come back to a scene in in Comic Corner, but I do want to touch on uh, the quote because uh, I feel it's worth um, reading again. Is I mean, it's just immense. But he says, uh, "Who am I? When I was little, every time I looked in the mirror." I saw a stranger staring back at me. He was very, very angry. What could I do with all this anger, hot, vibrating electricity with no place to ground it? Sounds quite sexual. Mm -hmm. Uh, If he couldn't release his rage, maybe I could help him hide it. I never felt comfortable in my own skin, so I made a new one. And when I slipped it on, he and I became one. His anger became mine, as did his thirst for justice. So who am I? If I knew the answer to that, I wouldn't be wearing a fucking mask. Ooh. How cool is that? Really cool. And it's also um, partway through that quote, we cut away from American Hero Story to Angela mm. driving up to the um, driving up to Judd's house. Um, That's it. And I suppose the implication is that her in a her non non superhero clothes is that's her wearing her mask, isn't it? Well, there you go. It's just very, very smart, isn't it? Mm. Um, and obviously, she is the granddaughter of of Will, yeah. which we find out later. But you know, she's also wearing her grandfather's costume this is because good. Will is definitely You're joining the dark. definitely hooded justice. I hope so. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Makes sense, doesn't it? Mm. So Angela goes to Judd's house. Uh, mentioned it earlier. We're assuming it's a wake. Yeah. Um lots of people there. Mm. Um including Senator Joaquin. Um and I'm not joking. I mean that sounds like I've just said I'm joking. Yeah. But no, his name 
is Joe Keane. Yeah, silly That's name. That's nonsense, that. Yeah. yeah. It's like um, that we believe- DJ, Go isn't on. it? Joe King. <clears throat> like, literally, there's... He's, yeah, it's stupid. Don't don't call your yeah. kids Use your that. full name, Joseph. <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah, 100%. I agree. Um, we believe him to be uh, the favourite... Uh, to be the next president of the United States. Or who did justice. Um, or who did justice. Any ideas, uh, Gaz, of the significance of the Keane family name? No idea. Uh, other than Roy Keane and Robbie Keane. Um, yep. No, no cool. idea. So, uh, no, a couple of his ancestors uh, did play for the Republic of Ireland. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also his dad... Um, so John David Keane uh, was the senator that passed the Keane Act. Uh, and the Keane Act was what essentially outlawed uh, vigilantes. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. so he so there you go. probably hates Angela, technically. It would make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he doesn't know. That's why he? there was some but, tension yeah. there, because there's a bit of tension. Got it. I like it. Yeah. All right, good. Yeah. Fact. Kiddo. So Angela Angela fakes passing out um, to uh, to explore Judd's closet. Yeah. Oh, oh, ends up finding a KKK outfit. Outrageous. So um, there was a point when she's got these little like X-ray goggles on. Yes. She looked in a drawer, right? And I swear she was looking at actual bones. There were literal skeletons in his closet. <laughs> I I miss that. Yeah, I mean, like, that'd be hilarious if that's true. I mean, it might have just been a like a bunch of socks or something, but it looked like it was <laughs> like a, a hip bone in a drawer, and I I was like, oh god, it's got yeah, he's good skeletony. Well, well, that would be better than finding a fucking KKK outfit. I mean, yeah. this is a hero man, yeah. like <laughs> hero man. That's not good, is it? Oh, I thought you were supposed to be hero man. No, I'm actually hooded justice. No, you can't be him as well. Okay. Fucking hell. But 12 of them. Um, <laughs> hey, could happen. Yeah. Could happen. Look, there's three minute men. So, two. well, two this week. Yep. But, Better ones. Yeah. Um, so the episode then gets extremely weird because we go back to uh, Adrian, Ozymandias. Yeah. Uh, and he's weird. He's weird robot servants. Clones, aren't um, they, though? Well, yeah, we can now assume that they're they're clones. That's that's got to be the the thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, disappointed by that? That they're just clones. Yeah. Um, a little bit. Yeah. Like I, <clears throat> I, I sort of. We. I think we sort of, sort of thought that's what was going on, or like that they were manufactured in some mm. way at least. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I. I tell you what, though. He treats them pretty brutally. Poor Mr. Well, Phillips. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, um, I'm going to... I mean, I watched this and there's so much going on, so much mental stuff going on during uh, the Watchman's son's play yeah. um, that I'm just going to go to bullet points uh, and then I'll just get your take on it. So... These are my bullet points. Uh, man plays violin slash drums with mask on. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the clones is burned alive. Uh, Dr. Manhattan and officially the first Blue Willy of the season. Yep. Um, one Blue Willy. Clones, clones. Up. Yep. Oh, actually coming yep. down. Clones. All right. Look, I've still got bullet points yep. here. Uh, clones, clones and more clones. Uh, how would you like to be the new Mr. Phillips? Definitely not. <laughs> Why would you volunteer for that? Oh, I'd be delighted. <laughs> okay, because yeah. you did just see what happened to the last one, didn't you? Mental. Yeah. Absolutely mental. What does it all mean? What does it mean? <laughs> Fuck knows. I have absolutely Fuck, zero idea. I have no idea. idea what I've watched there. Yeah. 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 I mean, absolutely I, none. I know that it's the. I know it's obviously the <clears throat> Doctor Manhattan origin story as the. As the blue willied fellow tells us, um, <laughs> I am Doctor Manhattan now. Um, yeah, so that's all good. But yeah, why? You know, why the emphasis? Actually, I tell you what, um, crying was a bit of a recurring um, theme symbol. 
um, throughout this episode, wasn't it? Because there was a big deal mm. made of um, the fact that she had to cry in this in this piece in this uh, in this play. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, well, he demands a lot from his clones, mm. um, but I was just so baffled watching that. I had no idea what was going on. No. Um, and we're we're not going to give you anything else. Um, I've seen someone mention uh, the fact that when he looks at the watch, um, it's like nine minutes to whatever the time is. It's supposed to reference how many episodes there are, and I'm just like, I don't get that. That's too much for me. No, that's nonsense. Um, that's shit. Yeah. Yeah, that is shit, yeah. Well, there you go. That's why I didn't write it down. Good. Um, so then uh, we go back to Angela. Uh, so she confronts Will says look did you put the kkk outfit in there because you know fucking outfit in the closet like you said he had skeletons in his closet <laughs> and he's like well i didn't literally mean he would have skeletons in his closet i love this conversation which is, uh, it's so good funny isn't it it's very funny yeah. um yeah yeah <laughs> she's like i did what you what you wanted he's like huh I went and looked in his closet, yeah. like you said. <laughs> he's like, oh. oh, I didn't say it. Uh, no, not literally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's Don't look in mine. And then, and then he's like, all right, well, what floor was this closet on? Because I can't go upstairs very well. And she's like, fat. Well, hold on. You just strung a man up on a tree. And he goes like, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he goes, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it's that. Like, yeah, Don't okay. That. Yeah, um, Don't worry about that. <laughs> So, so this is where Angela gets the phone call oh my to God, confirm wait. that. Um, Sorry, I've just realised you are almost certainly right about Hooded Justice, R- because obviously he, so he was a sh- strong man, right? Like that was that yes. his, that was his thing, and correct. Um, bloody Will has been going on about like last episode. He's going. Do you think I could lift two hundred pounds? Of course he yes. can, because he's a strong man. Yes, correct. Oh my word. All the pieces. Yes. Carry He's on. hooded justice, I'm telling you, man. I'm yeah. telling you. But yeah. anyway. Well done. Um, we're probably wrong because no one else has mentioned that, but you never know. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, let's hope so. So Angela gets a phone call that confirms that uh, Will has two living relatives. Um, so Angela is one, so she's his granddaughter. Yeah. Um, do you reckon we'll see the other relative? Yeah, that's got to come up. Why? Why else would you bother? Why else would you bother from a narrative perspective mentioning that there are two? Because it's, cause it's a bit shit, isn't it? If it's like, it would be too convenient if there was one relative left. Yeah. I mean, it's not that much of a jump from having two relatives left, is it? <laughs> yeah. But again, like Lindelof, he likes to throw little things in there that you think mean something. They mean nothing That's in the end. That's true, yeah. Yeah, little um, loose narrative threads that that don't actually go anywhere. Mm. That is true. So yeah, yeah. given it's given that, maybe not. Maybe we won't see it. But interesting that there is well, no, another. I mean, stick another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be hooded justice. The uh, no. So anyway, uh, Angela has enough um, and decides to take Will into into police custody. Um, he uh, he doesn't seem concerned. As he has friends in high places. Mm, literally. Um, which he literally does. Yeah. So I guess it, it, the important thing to note here <clears throat> is that prior to this, he says he didn't literally mean <laughs> Judd had skeletons in his closet. Yeah. And now he is literally saying he has a friend with a fucking spaceship. Yeah. So it's funny. what's well, going on with the, the, the word play? Is that... <laughs> When, is that Will or is that the writers? What what's going on there? When she's like, when he he is, so obviously this spaceship kind of magnetizes Angela's car that has Will in it, and Angela's like, when you said you had friends in high places, I didn't think you meant literally because earlier when you said the closet thing, you didn't mean literally, <laughs> and he's like, or yeah. didn't I? See ya, bye. bye. Um, <laughs> Great scene, great, yeah. great rising. I must go now. My <laughs> planet needs me. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit like ET, wasn't it? Sort of 
Um, yeah. Well, yeah. You know, the... the I don't know. know. It was E.T. 105 years old, or... Maybe. We never we never ask his age. How old are you, E.T.? Well, yeah. <laughs> no, stop going on about the phone. <laughs> so, um, we then see a letter uh, drop from the sky. Yes. Um, and it's the same letter as, obviously, in the intro at World War One with the words, watch over the boy written on the back. Yeah. Um, and then it, then it's the end of the episode. So, you know, uh, disjointed in places, but a fascinating ending. Yeah. Um, I guess I really want to know who's in that random kind of UFO spaceship thing. Hooded Justice. Um, well, that'd be annoying, wouldn't it? It'd be like, oh, I thought he was... <laughs> yeah. Um, could be, could be. Yeah. But, uh, but look, a good episode... Um, anything else to add, Gaz, before we crack on to Comic Corner? No, let's crack on. Let's get into the corner. Cool. All right. Well, intro music, please. Um, okay, so once again, uh, like last week, I'm not going to cover every single Easter egg as we'd be here all day. Mm. Um, I'll just pick out some of my favourites. So, um, yeah, just the good ones. Um, So, the newspaper vendor. um, I think this is my favourite of the lot. So, in the Watchmen comics, famously, the newspaper vendor, um, Bernard or Bernie, I don't think it's ever confirmed, uh, he acts in in some ways as a a narrator Mm -hmm. um, to all of the chaos in the world. Uh, and its effect on on the common people, uh, as opposed to the heroic characters that that we tend to follow in the story. Um, now, this isn't Bernard because I mean he's killed for fuck's sakes, but this is definitely a reference to to his character. Um, we also see two of the main newspapers uh, in the Watchmen universe, um, very right wing and left wing, very opposable. Um, newspapers uh the new frontiersman uh and the nova express mm. so we touched on this last week but uh we once again get the reference to uh the importance of newspapers in a world without the internet uh there's also a comment on fake news um alongside the squid storm which again is coming up as as a as a big story yeah um and at this point it's been referenced as a uh, like a false flag so again, I know you touched on the whole. Uh, in this, if this was real life, you get quite a lot of kind of. Oh, um, let's not say rednecks because that would be offensive, but that sort of person that would believe that the moon landings are fake and yeah. believing false flag operations and blah blah blah. So conspiracy um, theorists. I loved all of that. Yeah, exactly that. I loved it all. It's brilliant. Yeah, very good. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, like I like that um, again. Just that that little scene. I mean, I'm sure we'll probably see more, but but maybe we won't. Of the the newspaper vendor, his his mate, and then that that girl who came mm. and bought all the newspapers. Um, yeah. Just no greedy. No information. Just this is this is a thing. There you go. Yeah. Watch this. Um. Now, I I I'll be interested to know if you noticed this, Gaz, but um. In the uh, in the scene, in the flashback scene um, to White Knight, we see uh, Cal's trying to convince Angela uh, that he can open his Christmas present at midnight. Yes, um, which seems seems fair to me. Agreed. So uh, the time is two minutes to midnight. Now, two minutes to midnight is. Uh, is like a through line in the original comics being a reference to the Doomsday Clock. Uh-huh. Um, and the fact that this is followed up by Angela almost being killed, I guess just adds to that like subtle brilliance of this scene. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. So clever. Um, well, I can tell you I had absolutely no idea that that was the case, so thank you for enlightening me. Oh, amateur. <laughs> um, amateur only. Once more, we get... <laughs> Um, once more, we get multiple references to to the Minutemen, um, which is nice. Well, nice little tribute to us. To us yeah. yeah. 
So we get the uh, the night owl technology that's prominent once again. You've mentioned it earlier. Um, Angela's goggles, mm-hmm. um, but we also see references to uh, Mothman. So with the flying scumbag journalists, yeah. um, I've already mentioned the whole comedian Rorschach um, looking glass red scare um, crossover. Um, I've mentioned obviously American hero story and, and hooded justice. I think. I've mentioned Hooded Justice Who's that? in this pod already. Um, but there's a nice nice additional Easter egg, and, and I guess this isn't necessarily for the comic, um, but in that scene with Hooded Justice, we hear a reference to War of the Worlds. So, you know, a nice little tribute to H.D. Wells, you know, first author to obviously cover Alien Invasion, and obviously, you know, that is the end of the original Watchmen. Uh, the original Watchmen comic, should I say? Um, and we and we hear reference to the radio broadcast from from Orson Welles. So that was pretty cool. Mm, very nice. When's that happen? Good, wasn't it? When was Where's that? that? Uh, so just before Hooded Justice stops the um, the guys from robbing oh, the cool. uh, the little shop. Ah, very nice. Yeah. Well picked up. Yeah, very I good. I imagine isn't you it? googled it to very be honest, good. but well done. No, no. So I heard it. So you know. <laughs> um, and if anything. They might even have gone a little bit further because actually the timelines don't they don't line up. Oh, so the ref the, the the suggestion is that the makers of American Hero Story would exploit that much like you know in Hollywood where I mean Jesus Christ Bohemian Rhapsody I mean all of it is just nonsense but it makes for a good film yeah. and it's the same with this you know the the timelines don't marry up but it makes more sense to add that to the scene. So there you go. Well, very good. Excellent. Uh, we then get Doctor Manhattan again. So I mean, the, uh, littered with references to the uh, to the blue guy. Mm. We literally get a naked blue Willy. Yep. It's always good. Yep. A naked Willy. Naked Willy. Um, so we get Topher. Yeah. Yeah. Get Topher playing with the floating castle. Um, that looks very similar to the one uh, Doctor Manhattan's building, and then destroys on Mars in in episode one. Oh my god. It's I, yeah. I was going to make a joke. I was going to make a stupid joke about the floating castle, but um, yeah, that's exactly what happened. He, is he Doctor yeah, Manhattan? That's exactly what happens. Well, well, no, he's hooded justice. I think we've covered that already. But <laughs> that's um, just the exact same scene. He builds a castle <clears throat> and then destroys it. How yeah. interesting, John. I know. Very fascinating. Mm. And and the last thing we get, the last reference we get to Doctor Manhattan. Um, so in the play, uh, Dr. Manhattan says to Janie, uh, he says, nothing ends, Janie, nothing ever oh, ends. Oh, I know what this is, and I which... didn't even look it up. Oh, go on. That's, yeah, yeah, go on. That's the last thing that Dr. Manhattan says to Ozymandias before he leaves Earth, isn't it? Correct. Yeah. There you go. You have impressed me with uh, some knowledge right at the end. Yep. Um, of this podcast and and that is the end yeah that is the end of this podcast so yeah well you know can't go on forever Mm -hmm. but um uh, if you have enjoyed this please do you know please do review us um and if you if you have already if you have already reviewed us that doesn't mean that your work is done you know go and tell someone else about us god yeah lazy if every you know, everyone has a bit of homework, yeah. If everyone that's listening tells two people, and they all then tell two people, oh my word, we are going to have unless an unless they're telling the same two people, that would be that's true. Very frustrating. Yeah. That would slow the growth. Yeah. Find um, two different. But people. look, you know, you can also email us at fancriticalpodcast at gmail dot com mm-hmm. um, if there's anything that. You know, I'm sure there's loads of references that I've missed. Um, so email him over. You can cheer Len up. He loves reading those emails, doesn't he? He loves an email. He can't read, but he loves somebody reading them out to him. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just send some pictures. <laughs> um, you can chat to me, mainly, um, at FanCriticalPod uh, on Twitter. Ew, wouldn't do um, that. And if you want to talk to Gaz, yeah. well, yeah. But if you want to talk to a little fella in Australia... Yeah. Go over to Facebook yeah. um, and search for our, our page, Fan Critical. 
Um, you're always you're always chatting on there, aren't you? Yeah, always having a little chat. Yeah. Hello, yeah. hello. I am from the fan critical. That's mainly mainly. There you what go. That's put them off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. So, mate, thanks very much for joining us, and um, oh. see you next week with uh, with the other minute man. Thanks for hosting, mate. It's a, a vast improvement. Yeah. Good. All right. All right, mate. All well, right. thanks for listening. Goodbye. See ya. Bye-bye. I looked out the window, seen his bald head. Ran through the fridge and pulled out an egg. Scoped over my scopes, he had no hair. Lost that shot, he was caught out there. Saw the convertible driver.